Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to Red Sea Roundup. This is your host today, Pam Marvin. And joining me in the studio this morning is Taylor Schroll. Hello, Taylor. Hello, Pamela. Nice to see you, dear. And one of my faves in the world. Mm, Balm to my soul. (sighs) Balm. Thaddeus. (laughs) Thaddeus Romancy. No, man. He's got this really awesome vibe. I don't know. It's like his countenance blesses me and I thank you for that. It's good to see you <laughs> once or twice a month. I wish it was more often. Thank you, Pam. But then I saw you with your family and that was even more of a blessing. Uh at yes, Mass. It was. It that, was, was that was really a really awesome. Yeah. Thank and you. your beautiful wife. They are a blessing to me. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I wish our I pray our our paths will cross beautiful, more. Beautiful beautiful soul she, radiates outward. Oh, she does. And she is a very strong woman. I yeah. cannot believe how she handled herself from the reports I got uh, from our dear friends who came over to help us when uh, the the floodwaters hit and the, the rainstorms this Again? weekend. Again? Yeah. Oh, Garage got is. toasted. You're kidding me. Yeah. What, so. Were you able to keep it out of the house? Yeah, pretty much. We got a little bit, little tiny bit under the door that we vacuumed up. You're gonna have to have sandbags. We, at, yeah. Do you really? We got. We had the sandbags out. Oh my. But anyway, word. we're not talking about the damage. We're just talking about how <laughs> incredible she is. You need to build because a wall. I was I was in Buda, Texas, with Father Michael Sullivan on the Father Son oh, campout with my my son awesome, Michael. Awesome. How did the potato cannon go? Uh, they were moved forward to the uh, spring campout. They were not at the fall campout, but uh, Michael. Really enjoyed Father Michael squirting the boys on Sunday morning with holy water from a squirt gun. Oh my gosh, gun. that's too much. And uh, so there was no potato cannon. In no that potato one? cannons. No, no, no. Oh. But we had we had a lot of fun at the Olympics, uh, the Olympic competitions, father son Olympic competitions. Oh. I got a nice got a nice burn on my hand from the nylon rope during Ooh. a tug of war. Mm. Played some soccer. A playful injury. Those are the best kind of injuries. Yeah. And, uh, you know, wonderful, uh, good, just good talks from um, pretty much everything that comes out of Father Michael's mouth is gold. Like, he right. should be another golden mouth. Right, right. You know, you I, was, know? I just... Father Michael Chriso, Chrysologus. Well, I, I just Chrysologus? came from... <laughs> I actually just came from some formation that he was doing for the Ladies of Regnum Christi, and... Oh my goodness! It was so so good. Saint John Chrysostom, he's the golden mouth, and Saint Peter Chrysologus is golden words. But he should be one of those guys. Are you ready? So this is the nugget for today from Father Michael. He said, <laughs> "Nugget, nugget, nice. That's right. Um, Not faith nugget, in the future." Nugget. He said, "We must pray for and cultivate selflessness, self denial, faithfulness, and sacramental devotion." Along with a life centered in Christ, how beautiful is that? Yeah, Man, that should be our to do list. And a lot every day. of those, a lot of those things that he mentioned there are more about human virtues. They're not necessarily, 
you know, spiritual or theological things. Absolutely, which we're going to be talking which is about. What your topic is going to be with in Taylor's world, he would call this a Forte Catholic Red Sea Roundup crossover. Whoa. <laughs> you have come on the show before. So this, I is, have. this is the second half of the crossover. Yes, it was. This is a quid pro quo. But before I let you uh, keep going with. Uh, introductions and maybe some other things you want to talk about. Let me just say, I uh, just want to remind people, come to the Red Sea Catholic Radio Benefit All How's Saints Day. Up? How's it shaping up? It's coming together. Mm. We've got Tom Peterson. Catholics come home. Catholics come, come on home. home to the Red Sea Catholic Radio Benefit Dinner. Can still get tickets, still can reserve a table um, at Red Sea Catholic Radio slash donate. We want to see you there. There's going to be mass beforehand at St. Thomas awesome, at 6. Awesome. Doors will open at 7. So do you have a little theme going on with the inside the room? I mean, in years past, we've had kind of a Marian theme well, and this know, kind of stuff. Well, you know, we got the Saints. They're on the Lord's team, as the guys the from the, the Catholic <laughs> Man Show like to say. And Tom Peterson is famous for his, his commercials with, like, Lou Holtz, uh, encouraging oh. people to come back to the Catholic okay. Church. And it's right in the middle of football season. So we're kind of going with, like, a tailgating theme that that the saints are on the lord's Man. team on the winning side so, so, so get glass. on you know get off the sidelines get off the sidelines join the saints become a saint what else is there right. as patrick coffin likes to that's going to be another show that taylor and i eventually do together is about the the sports and spiritual life crossover so and every time i see a really great sports quote i'm always like sending it to taylor going this is all about the spiritual life yeah, and you, we, you sent me a clip uh from the and I'm football coach, yes. and I used it on my show. Teach you really soon. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to, and I think it's going to be a little bit of an educational opportunity, too, because we're going to put uh, not some, not just some of your well-known saints, but we're going to get some some lesser-known saints. We're going to get some blesseds in there, some saint, really? some servants of God in there. You know, let's learn about just the, the panoply of, of holy souls who are there glorifying God. In That's heaven wonderful. and being wonderful examples to us. Right, right, right. So I have to say, I'm going to ask for everybody to say some prayers for my recently deceased grandmother. Oh, uh, for those of you who listen to the show, you know I used God to travel to, yes, God rest her soul. Uh, I used to travel to take care of her. Um, the years that she was 99 and 100, and she died just a, a month short of her 103rd birthday. Wow. And it was a beautiful life, the best Grammy ever. She was like a model to follow, and I can't wait to be able to be that model because for those of you who don't know, <gasps> I'm going to be a grandma. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. Shout out that. to Brandon yeah, and Mary. They're, um, we're expecting uh, our new arrival in the first part of February. So I've got to get my, my grandma on now. Wow. Get my Grammy. I know. I'm so excited. But you're only like 24. How are I you know, a grandma? Right. So I started early. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Started pretty early. <laughs> no. What a blessing. What a blessing. I wish I started a little earlier, actually. But you don't look like you don't look like what a grandma. Thank you know, you would expect a grandma to look like. You know, all my kids tell me, "Mom, you're gonna let you have to let your hair go gray now that you're gonna be a grandma." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that." I'm looking forward to the the um, benefit. Um, got Why some are we all really at each cool. Other? <laughs> no one can see it, right? I've got some really cool people sitting at my table this year. Awesome! Yeah, I'm very excited. So shout out to my cool. So you people. already got your table. 
I do. Yeah. yeah. So you would you would encourage people to get a table, organizations to get a table if Absolutely. they haven't already. We've had a lot of generous support already. Good, good, good. Um, from various organizations around here, the parishes in the area. You know, everyone lo- loves to come out to our benefit dinner, it, I, I think. And um, we're just very appreciative for all the support, you know. Absolutely. Organizations like Ablaze. They they right. usually get a, a table got one going and, on? and support what a, us. So yeah. here's what Ablaze does. We always find out. Matt always gets us a table. We find out like the Tuesday before the Thursday, mm-hmm. and then we fill it within like 24 hours, and then we're all there, and it's great. Mm-hmm. So that's what will happen. I, I we haven't been told we have a table, but we have a table. Mm. And the next level ministry stuff is pretty cool too. Is he doing that too? Uh, I don't think so because they're not local. I think it's just the ablaze table. Oh, okay, very good. But we'd love to have um, have Chris Bartlett and Kendra come in because I mean, you know, Aggies. I'll text them right now. That'd be fun to see them. Invite them to sit at the table. We want to get them more involved. Oh, they can't sit with me. No. Oh, well then don't Robin, come. Let Robin them coached come. Kendra. Did you know that? I did not know no. that. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is so stinking cool. Yep, volleyball season's winding down. It's been pretty fun. St. Joe's in the playoffs. So I'm excited about Woo-hoo. that. Yeah. Ah! That was my eagle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it's funny because, again, I think you needed the, the help of the you visual. Do. You were, like, floating your, your arms. I almost said your wings. You were floating your wings. You're floating That's how your convincing arms like, it was. It lo- yeah. You actually thought they were but eagle to, wings. But to the people on the listening in the radio, you're just yelling for no reason. That was a strange... <laughs> What what happened on the radio just now? That's, right. that's how people usually react to my show. <laughs> well, one of the things one of the things I want to talk about what is that's that coming noise up, on there right now. Okay, settle down, men, boys, men, yes, gentlemen. Grandma. Yeah, I, I, I actually take that as a compliment. So there you go. Uh, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is the JP2 Healing Institute's got that two day of equipping day after up. the benefit dinner. That's right, November second and third. Yes, I'm really looking forward to it. It starts, um, I believe, about 5.36 on Friday evening and goes from 9 to 4 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in um Here at St. Mary's. That, yes. It's going to be in the pack. Is that, is that correct? Is it not if, torn up I th- yet? I think it'll be ready. I hope they have it available again. Okay. Well, I, I, I couldn't, I'm not, I'm shooting from the hip there. I couldn't say where exactly it's going to be. Right. Well, but it's scheduled to be here at St. Mary's in College Station. Not too long ago, I had Christopher Lafitte on to talk about um, yeah, th- that and the Healing Whole Person is coming in February. But uh, I highly recommend you coming to it. Taylor, are you coming? I, I'm going to the benefit dinner. I'm not going to the day of equipping. Yes, I really highly encourage it. But there's going to be a second opportunity for it. There'll be a one day of equipping in February as well. So if you can't make this one, um, come again in the in February. Uh what I the best way I can describe it and the way it blessed me so much is like it's like a pep rally for the Holy Spirit and reminding us at the depths and breadth of what the Holy Spirit dwells within each of us, which I think we in our humanness really forget about because oh, sure. that's the way the evil one works. That we're small and we're little and we can't do anything, but the Holy Spirit's there with us. And um, this just fluffs it up and gets it all going. And Bart's a great speaker. You know, I especially appreciate it because he's a former FSU football player. So I'm like, so here's this big burly guy just speaking about God's love to you and the Holy Spirit and how it dwells within you. It's just really beautiful. Yeah, I had a couple, uh, a friend of mine, couple, married couple, uh, they just went to one up in... Uh, Dallas that happened recently, and they were just raving about it, Mm, really raving about it. Good, 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 good. Are you going to be able to partake in any of the retreats? 
Ladies, I don't. Sure. I don't know. Oh no. Okay. Re- what? Uh, what retreats? Thaddeus, well, I have a feeling we're all, we're both going to be signed up for all of this by the time <laughs> this interview is over. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Did, I, did you not hear me say that we're going to the day of equipping? Robin and me? I did not hear you say that. Now you're just trying to be better than me. That's all you should <laughs> I just want you to remember well, that I signed up for one of those Isn't that things. pretty much typical? That's pretty much par for the yeah. course. I'm trying to put myself ahead of you. Oh, mercy me. Mercy um, me. Whatever, Rocco. That's good. Is Robin going to be able to attend? You yes. said both. You said yes, both. Ma'am. I know. Yes. <laughs> I'm so distracted. There's so much going on in the, the control room today. Um. What else is going on around that we want to talk about? You've got some PSAs that are well, running pretty. Well, I just want to, you know, remind people that uh, we've got a, we're up to about 150 links um, chronicling the summer of shame, chronicling the crisis in the um, in the church that's mm. on our webpage. We have a mm-hmm. we have a special webpage devoted to. Um, just trying to keep people informed and giving them kind of a central repository where they can go back and look at bishop statements or look at uh, certain you know commentary that we think it's on the website there's a link to it so we just encourage people to uh to check that out to read to stay informed um this reminds me of something that father michael said this morning which is so beautiful and the fact that i can actually remember it after not being able to remember those things that you just said he said that God never allows a great evil in which he does not allow a greater good to spring from it. Yeah. Let's remember that, folks. Mm-hmm. That's from St. Paul, allow. I believe. I think that's from St. Paul. It's it just beautiful, and it, it's so true. And, and um, we cannot see the end of the story just much like the apostles couldn't see it on Good Friday, mm-hmm. right? It just looks pretty horrible, but... I know my Jesus will mm-hmm. turn all things for good, right? I think that reminds me of um, one of your buddies, Sean McAfee, his book, Reform Yourself. Talk talk a little bit about that that book. Reform Yourself! Yeah, there's an exclamation point at the end of yourself, so you have to yell it. So uh, right. please try again. Reform Yourself! There you go, exactly. So, yeah, he, he wrote a book about the, the Reformation and about essentially the heroes in the Catholic Church— during the time of the of the Protestant Reformation and how they all stood up. It's like, yeah, that was a huge schism, a huge split, a terrible time. But the, the, the he chronicles in every chapter a different saint who stepped up during that time mm-hmm. and led to a lot of, of renewal within the church. Right. Yeah. So Father Michael does say only saints will reform the church. So we're gonna talk about trying to become saints through virtue, human uh, formation. And we're going to talk about Taylor Shore about that. So stay with us. And we're going into the break right now. And we'll be on the other side. Welcome back. You are currently listening to Red Sea Roundup on KEDC here in College Station, but being broadcast throughout uh, Central Texas and beyond. So welcome our Waco listeners, our Palestine listeners. Palestine. Uh, Palestine, excuse me. 
And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> welcome, welcome. So I my my guest today is Taylor Schroll. Thank you so much, Taylor, for coming to talk to me on my topic of um, human formation. This is very near and dear to my heart because I think a lot of us who listen to to um, Catholic radio uh, have a lot of good formation theological, and we're listening to what the church believes and so forth. But I want to break it down to even more human formation because I feel like there's not as much being said about the, the growth in the virtues necessarily. And today, Taylor and I are going to talk about the topic of words matter. So it's going to be a whole um, varying degrees of of talking and how it does matter. And I tell you what, folks, I invited Taylor to come on the show because there's so much more to Taylor Schroll than meets the eye or the voice or the ear, so to speak, Mr. Forte Catholic. So I am trying to showcase the side of him that I know very well as a very thoughtful person that does have virtue. Before we get rolling, Taylor, tell us about your show, Forte Catholic, when it's on, what it's like, if people and when, where people can check it out. Yeah, sure. It is Thursdays, which is tomorrow at 11 a.m. It's it's also uh, always streaming on podcast. You can find it on the Red Sea Radio app. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast as well. The goal of the show is to make Catholicism fun again. Uh, so bringing the joy of the gospel, Pope Francis' doc- first document that he wrote as Pope, uh, bringing joy back into people's lives. That like that's the entire goal of the show. That's awesome. You're awesome. Well, I never thought it was not fun. Uh, you didn't grow up in the church I grew up. In. No, no, I didn't grow very, up in the church. Very, very boring. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't grow up in church. That's why it was fun oh, because no. you weren't Catholic. No, <laughs> no, so, boring CCE. Being a kid, mass was the same thing every week, uh, and it was boring. And uh, I, I, you know, I primarily work in youth ministry, and a lot of kids are bored with faith. So, um, I think, I think if you rethought it, you'd think of, yeah, there's definitely been times in my faith that I was bored. Right, right. But then I had to ask myself, why? Uh, someone else's fault. Yeah. <laughs> What's my responsibility to that? So so we're going to start today with talking about words matter in general. Um, and the first thing we're going to talk about is defining what is gossip and what is not gossip. Well, you see, uh, I am very happy to have graduated high school. We were worried for a little while, but I did graduate high school. And the coolest thing about graduating high school isn't the diploma you get, isn't getting away from the people you don't like. The coolest thing about graduating high school is you can now use Wikipedia. Like no one can judge you for that. <laughs> so so I looked I looked up gossip on Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. Gossip is idle talk or rumor, especially about the personal or private affairs of others. Yes. I don't like gossip. Gossip and I are not friends. Yes. So, you know, a thing I want to clarify there is gossip can also, this is what a, a misnomer, like people don't understand that it can be a truth spoken about a person, okay? Because, um, like, you heard that expression, well, but yeah, but it's true. Right. There's, like, even, like, law, law terms for that, like slander and libel, Right. Right. One is true and the other is false. That's correct. I don't know which one is which. Maybe Thaddeus can help since he has a doctorate. The, <laughs> the other part, though, is that that was really um, very convincing, convicting for me, is the idea of detraction. So to reveal a truth that's unseemly about another person is revealing their sin and taking away from their personal human dignity. 
That one was very convicting to me. So I really, I I have to say, earlier on in my life, yep, I, I probably had an issue with it, only because it, I was more of the sensationalist, can you believe this person could actually do X, Y, Z, right? Um, but then slowly, that just, the Lord kept convincing me that, Pam, that is no bueno. You cannot be that way. Uh, so slowly over time, I've learned to to reel it back in. I see. It's it's interesting because like, you, I mean, you are eighteen billion. I, I I actually asked God what the number was. Eighteen billion times more holy than me. Like, like that. That's that's the real answer. And but like this one thing of gossip, I think it's interesting too because it's like a you know girl guy thing. I think girls probably gossip more than guys. I think that's kind of a, a thing. Um, but. Even amongst my guy friends and my female friends growing up, I hated gossip for one reason primarily. It made me feel so dirty because all I was worried about was the person walking by. And I cannot tell you the amount of times that somebody else was talking bad about somebody and they walk by. Like you, I can't think of a more awkward moment. Yeah, that's so Terrible. true. That's true. I remember when the really beautiful piece of uh, – advice I got from a dear friend of mine who was like, you know, I said, you just make it look so easy. You're always so charitable in everything that you say all the time. I mean, it was just like, how do you do that at the time? Like, how do you do that? And she says, oh, I just, whenever I'm talking about a person, I just imagine they're standing right next to me. (laughs) Because half the time when you're gossiping, they're right behind the other wall. Yeah, that's true. The amount of times that there was one time I can think of, uh, I grew up above the garage in my house. Which is better for everybody that I was out of the house. Better for me. Better for my mom. You know, like, and but there, we, like we would hang out. Like me and all my guy friends would hang out up there and spend the night up there, play video games and 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 chill. Right. There was one time we were watching a movie, and I I didn't say a thing, but my best friend was sitting in the room, and he, we were watching this movie, and like the mom had some trait that was similar to my mom, and he said, "Oh, that's like your mom," and he didn't even mean it like super derogatory, but she happened to be walking up the steps. As that happened, mm. and she walks in and she yells at me, and then she closes the door like crying and leaving. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, first of all, it wasn't even me. <laughs> Second of all, it wasn't even that bad. Third of all, what the heck, best friend? Like, you just got me in trouble. And like, it made things tense for a long time. And like, there are so many times where like, like you and I are facing each other right now. Right. Where like somebody in my life, let's say you're the person in my life that is talking bad about somebody else. The amount of times that that person walks up to us from behind you, like you don't know, I'm just like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, stop talking, Pam. Like, this is so weird for me. It's just, I just always know that the first time I say something bad about somebody behind their back, they're going to walk in and hear it. Yeah. That's like, that's why I don't do it. I'm just terrified that, that people will hear. So I just yeah. don't. Well, I, mean, I think it goes beyond that. I think one of the things I want to also reveal is how people don't even realize they're doing it. Okay. That's a big thing for me. Um, revealing another person's sin, like I was saying earlier. It's like, yeah, she's she's pouty and she acts like an eighth grader all the time or, you know, something to that effect. That's you talking about your eighth grader? No. Hey, you know my eighth grader. She acts like a 12th grader. <laughs> <laughs> she is like extraordinarily mature for her age. It's, yeah, even she more is. than her mother some days. Because <laughs> she has you for a mother. I don't know. She's pretty awesome, though. Both of my girls have been coming along nicely. Okay, so on the idea of gossiping, first of all, folks, we want you to realize 
that even when you speak of a person, whether it be true or not, it's detracting from them. And I don't know how we can really get this across. I mean, I think one of the, the things that really convinced me wasn't so much even just about taking away from their personal human dignity, but I really believe at the hour of death, we're going to have to pay for these injustices we've done to others with our words. Right. I mean, like our, whether they find out or not, like, I, I think my reason for not gossiping is probably more human and then partly spiritual. Like, uh-huh. I just don't want them to find out. Right. But at the same time. Could that uh, be vanity? No. <laughs> ah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I th- don't take away from one of my holy books. <laughs> there, aren't, there aren't that many. So let me win this one. Okay. So um, I, I think what happens a lot is, uh, well, let's look at the Proverbs. Proverbs 16. You heard of this book? Yeah. It's in the Bible. Okay, thanks. Uh, which the Bible is a panoply of books. I think I used that correctly. I learned that word in the break. Uh, Proverbs sixteen twenty eight. A perverse person. A perverse person stirs up conflict. Mm. So like gossiping, right? Is stirring up the conflict, whether they hear about it or not. If I come to you and I say you'll never, you'll never guess what Thaddeus said the other day. Like it was terrible, right? I'm stirring up this conflict, something that could have been ended between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And and gossip separates close friends. So, mm. first of all, biblically, right? If I have a problem with somebody, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to go directly to them. Absolutely. I, if I have a problem with Thaddeus, which, you know, I have tens of thousands of problems with Thaddeus. You know, I approach Thaddeus with it and not talk about them on the radio. <laughs> so, But if Thaddeus doesn't listen to me, then I go to somebody else in the church, right, who has influence in Thaddeus' life. So, like, this actually could be a good example where I go and I tell you something about Thaddeus for actually a good purpose good purpose. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I'm gossiping, it's just like, you'll never believe what Thaddeus did. I'm just like, rah, 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 right? right? But if I say, hey, like Thaddeus said this thing in front of the two of us while we were in the studio, I approached him about it. He said that I was in the wrong. I still think that he's in the wrong. We talked about it. He rejected it. P- Pam, will you come talk to with me to Thaddeus about this? Mm-hmm, like, first mm-hmm. of all, like, am I wrong? Like, am I in the wrong, right? Just, right. Just What's my responsibility? Yeah. And then we could take it to him. And then if it was something that, let's just pretend it's a big deal, right? And then he doesn't listen to the two of us. Then we take it to the church, like we take it to our pastor, or we take it to somebody who is who is who is in authority, because he's then no longer listening. And that's mm-hmm. a way. Like, yes, am I talking, quote unquote, behind his back? Yes. But what is my intention? If my intention is just to stir it up and to gossip, then it's actually harming the relationship. But if I want to heal this relationship in a biblical way, I go to Thaddeus first, and then like for the right. most, for like you know, not, like with somebody like Thaddeus who is who is striving for holiness, like we are all trying, that would work. You know, ninety percent of the time. I'm just making up stats now. Um, but then if like me and you came to him, my guess is that that would work. Well, the other night. okay. Well, this is a very good point here because. Oftentimes, people do not take their disgruntlement or their the conflict to the person. Uh, I'm guilty of that. I come from a, like a huge peacekeeping, peace-loving family. We avoid confrontation at all. You know, some people are just horrified of confrontation. I being one of them. I mean, literally, I could be in a room with people who were fighting, and I would break out in hives and chill chills just just for being near it. So part of it is. To have the courage to speak that truth and brotherly love to the person. And we can all use a little bit more of that. And and why do you think people aren't doing that? Why are people not just doing what's right for their brother or sister in Christ? It, it is so much more difficult. So if, if, difficult. if I have a problem with Thaddeus, it is so much easier for me to come to you 
and just like take all of my frustrations out on, out on Thaddeus with you. Mm. you. You'll never believe Thaddeus. He's such a jerk. He said this. I was like, that is so easy. Uh, like, you know, conflict is is very stressful for you. I don't mind it, but it's still stressful, right? Mm. Hey, Thaddeus, can we meet? Can we talk about this? Like, that's a hard thing to ask. But that is much better. It's it's a harder thing to do, but it's much be- much better for our relationship. Like you think about the sacrament of reconciliation. Like that's awkward. You're going mm. to, to somebody to tell them the worst things that you've done. But that is the best thing for you and your relationship with God. Sure. If you've messed up, like we've got to go yep. head to yep. head. Yeah. Since we're <clears throat> using me as a theoretical example, I was just going to say very I theoretical. Think, <laughs> I think going to yeah. <laughs> I think going to the person that you have a problem with. That's got to be in the top five of the on the easier said than done Mm -hmm. list Mm -hmm. of all human things Mm -hmm. that that is incredibly easy to say that that's clearly the you know logically it's the best thing makes sense that that's what you should do but so so hard to execute so So hard to get the will engaged to actually do it well and and i think that comes with um i mean you have to work on that courage you know and i think courage I've heard Brene Brown actually say part of courage is uh, vulnerability, um, to be very vulnerable in that area because you yeah, are vulnerability you know, to getting punched in the face yeah, potentially. Yeah, from the conflict. The face, see what happens? <laughs> but my my very my very smart friends. We'll stress Pam out by fighting. <laughs> Doctor Wallachowski said and pointed out very rightly so for me that really helped me too that conflict is amoral. It has no. Excuse me. It's without morals. I mean, it's like it's neither good nor bad. What mm-hmm. am I trying to say? What's the right word there? But it ha- it's neither good nor bad. It just is. It's just a conflict. And that was really helpful to me because I have always thought of it as being horrible and it's a bad thing. And so I avoided that badness because I was always trying to follow the rules and just be good, you know. But um, it doesn't have a goodness or a badness to it. It just is. And, and it's sometimes very necessary. Yeah, you think about it. Like, I think about some of my relationships with some of my best friends or my wife. or I, A lot of my best friends growing up, we fought. Like, we got into it. Mm. But it was, in almost every situation, we had a time where something was between us, and it was awkward, so we didn't want to talk about it. We didn't hang out as much, or it was awkward when we did hang out in group settings. And then finally, we got in a room, we hashed it out. Sometimes with yelling, sometimes with pushing. But, mm. like, those guys were the guys that stood next to me at my wedding. Like those guys, like we got through that conflict and we were young kids, so it took us a lot longer than it probably than it probably should have, or how some of my conflicts go now, because I because like this is stuff that we put into practice at work, stuff that I, we put into practice in our marriage. And it's like we need to get to a point where we are calm enough to talk about this and right at that moment we're having this conflict. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and, and the, the relationships come out so much better with that conflict. Right. And so maybe, you know, that's why we have high school is so it, it teaches you to face those things right on and, and, <laughs> and be honest with someone like, you know, I tell my girls, you know, she probably could benefit with you telling her, oh, this is why X, Y, Z, maybe that helps her in that kind of fraternal correction. Um, if you're being treated poorly, they need to know, hey, I think you're treating me poorly. Please stop, you know, and not saying anything does not do anybody any favors. Right. Right. Yeah, it's the whole not being a doormat thing, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it's interesting, like Thaddeus was saying, like, yes, it is It is a very difficult thing to do. And I think about it, like, if you're in conflict with somebody, at that moment, they're your enemy. Like, w- whether it, like, it could even be Thaddeus or my wife or whatever, like somebody that, that I love to death and I've given, my, I've given my life to. But, like, if we are in conflict at that moment, 
we are we are enemies like we are at enmity with each other right mm-hmm. um it is humanly difficult like jesus said love your enemies and everybody goes what yeah. <laughs> no like i love the people that love me like i'm really good at loving the people that love me one of my favorite characteristics in a person is them loving me like that yeah. makes, that makes it just so much easier right yeah. but like that's why i mean we're talking we're talking on a catholic radio show right I can't, you can't, none of us can on our own human basis have healthy conflict with somebody and and on a very consistent basis. Now, could you do it one time? Sure. One out of 10? Sure. But to be able to actually love the person that we're in conflict with comes from our relationship with Christ, Absolutely. comes from the example on the cross with Jesus forgiving his enemies, comes from the, the like, I, I think a lot of the conversation that he had with Pilate, you know, like he's so cool, calm and collected says his truth, but he's not fighting back, right? So, Yeah, I was going to say, if it, it really makes sense, too, if you, you know, break love down to wanting the good of the other. So that person that you're in conflict with, if you think about loving them as, their, mm-hmm. as your enemy, that you want their good, well, well yeah, you would want to go address it with them and hash it out and make sure you guys are cool and copacetic again. And you, you know, you agree on <laughs> See, you were using down. all these like high doctor words, and now you're just using words from your childhood because we're talking about high school. So yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, we were psyched about it. Yeah. Psyched. <laughs> um, so you mean so that other person? You, you pretty much want to point out they're being a nincompoop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to use that word. A too. ninny. A nincompoop. We actually talked about friendship last night on on my show. Oh, ah. that's that's coming out tomorrow. About qualities that you like in a friend. Tomorrow at eleven a.m. Tomorrow at eleven a.m. Right here on Red Sea Gothic Radio. Um, we talked because somebody asked me, uh, are all of your friends jerk faces or something like that? So we talked about people being jerk faces. So nincompoop, jerk nincompoop. faces. I like nincompoop better. Okay, so along these lines, um, I want to talk about venting versus gossiping. And I have a couple of like definitions from a very wise young lady that I happen to call daughter who um, has said venting is an invitation to walk side by side and carry one's cross and burden with them, right? Um, And that just means that person is there to love you in your current burden and situation and pray with you, have sympathy with and for and about your situation. Whereas the opposite of that, um, the gossiping would actually be recruiting someone to be on your side against said person. So venting, you know, I had a, I had a real issue. I mean, for a long time, like venting, I thought also was just kind of that, you know, what's the word when you're just like the drivel. I don't really want to say it on the air. You're just talking and this is no good purpose. You know, it's just this not good. <laughs> um, Cause I've always felt that was kind of like venting. Like I was complaining and a long time ago, I heard a, a priest that I adore and love. He would say, so you know where complaining comes from? And we were all like, where, Father, where's complaining? And he would say in his best deep voice, from the bowels of hell. <laughs> so we tell our kids, you remember where that, that complaining comes from? And now the children will go, from the bowels of hell. <laughs> so venting often felt like um, just complaining to me, which uh, complaining has really no good purpose either. Um or, you know, self-pity as well. It kind of goes in that same category. But 
I would say like in, in this case, my venting turns to be like, hey, would you pray for me? I'm really struggling with this or that and just pray with me right now and um, help me to, to sort this out because I'm too close to it. I can't be objective enough, um, which I think is beautiful. Uh, but you can see how its intent is so, hu- is so big in your words and what they matter. Yeah, I think a, a lot. I talk about situations that I'm in conflict with people in spiritual direction. So I'm talking to my spiritual director, and I'm saying, okay, this this is the situation with this person. And like, my intention isn't to blaspheme or or bring down Thaddeus, right? If he's still the example. My intent, my intention there with somebody who is an advisor in my life. It's not just some random person that I'm talking to, but somebody who in my life who is a mentor or a, or an advisor. Uh, I'm saying, hey, look, I have this thing with Thaddeus. I don't know how to handle it. Here's what happened. Uh, what do you think? What's your advice? Right? That's not gossip. That that is this conversation that you're talking about. Of I need help. I need you to walk with me. In right. This. And before I even go to step one of going to talk to that, because right. like it, those are the moments where it's like I I am in over my head. I don't know how to handle this. I need advice. I need guidance. And like I think of uh, again in in Proverbs in the you know panoply of the Bible. Um, it, sa- it says over and over again the importance of, of counselors, right? Uh, plans, plans fail for lack of counsel, but many, with many advisors, they succeed. Where no counsel is, the people fail, but in a multitude of counselors, there is safety, right? Mm. So like in these, in these times of conflict, like I want to feel this safety like within God's presence, within the presence of the community, and I want to feel safety in the, my relationship with Thaddeus. Mm-hmm. It's like I, if I need some help in that. Now, if I go and I just tell everybody, then like it's essentially my intention. What is what is my intention in sharing this information? Mm-hmm. Is it to make the situation better or is it to make me feel better? Right. Correct. Um, yeah. Well, another thing that I've I've, I've noticed. I mean, if you th- I think about um, some of my dearest friends and the ones who help to carry the burden so well are the ones that still love gently and sweetly the person that I'm discussing. Like sincerely needing their counsel on it, um, but they do nothing to like. Oh well, how awful are they? No, uh, I love that they will bring in. Well, maybe this is their perspective to give me a different way of looking at the situation that I perhaps hadn't looked at before. So that's another, I think, uh, part of venting or just really discussing. I like to call it more of a discussion because um, how many times have we actually? work through an issue just as we start to talk about it we we kind of see what our answer is supposed to be it is really funny i was thinking about that example as well it's like okay i go talk to you i go talk to my spiritual advisor about this thing with thaddeus like i go to you for advice and i end up talking for 90 percent of the time and then i know what to do like, you know, absolutely, like yeah. oftentimes you don't even need to say so anything, true that's so true yep that's so true. And with you, you want to, like I said, you need to talk to someone who cares for both you and the person that's making your life harder at that particular moment. And just always to encourage you to do the right thing and be courageous. Like, again, like we go back to you, I, I use that litmus test all the time. Go to that person first. You know, you see that a lot, especially um, we have children in school, right? And if the teacher's doing something that you're not particularly fond of, the first thing you don't do is go run to the principal because the principal is going to say, well, have you talked to the teacher, you know? <laughs> so it's like, yep, you go to the teacher first. And uh, 
to clarify things, which is always <laughs> because uh, kids have never been known to exaggerate what the teacher's doing, right? Never, not once, <laughs> not ever, never, never, never. Okay, so you know we're talking. We've talked already about um, gossiping, venting, detraction, and before the show, you and I are also talking about what was that second one? I'm I'm quizzing you now. Oh, uh, the power of words. Is that what you're trying to get me to say? Yes. Yeah. How powerful words are. <laughs> words are very powerful. I know this from personal experience. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to say before you, you start that too, words are powerful and our self-speak is huge. All right, mom. I know. No, <laughs> I can't tell you. I mean, like as someone who um, has the blessing of being in spiritual guidance with others, that is one of the first things that we say we've you've got to get a handle on is that self-talk because oftentimes um the evil one can just get in there and try and manipulate those thoughts oh you're small you're no good you're awful so you have to really like say wait 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 this is not truth you know so self-speak is also a huge thing so yeah let's talk about (laughs) words matter and how the power of words which on a side note, this is so cool. I never knew that the reason we have the lectors and proclaiming, you know, the not only the gospel, but the readings at Mass developed that way because so much of the people uh, were illiterate and could not read. I never knew that. I just learned that this week. That was so cool. So talk about the power of the spoken word. It's also in Latin, so, you know, there's that thing too. Um, yeah, so... You're setting me up to just punch me in the heart. Like, I know that's what you're doing. <laughs> because you and I talk all the time about myself speak. And we, we've, we've talked about it quite a bit. So uh, words are powerful. And I agree with you that the self-talk is powerful. Here's, and we've talked about this a little bit off the air, too. You know the whole, like, angel and demon thing on, sure. your, on your shoulders, right? Right. That's my internal life of my self-speak. Every three seconds, I am telling myself I am God's gift to creation and I am the worst thing that's ever happened to Earth, right? Like every three seconds, back and forth, and it's this—it's this funny because it's this balance. Because I used to be like the pride used to just win all the time, where it was like I am—I am the greatest, I'm the best ever at everything that I touch. And then people like that wasn't holy, and people didn't like that about me. <laughs> so I started trying to balance with it with the self-deprecating humor. And and so now so now I'm confused because I don't know what to do. Like I started the self-deprecating humor as a way to be number one humorous, then also to balance out my pride. So uh, what what do I do? Just get rid of the self-deprecating humor and be prideful again? <laughs> That's a very interesting. Okay, okay. Well, let's think about that. I think that. Uh, so so you're saying that the self-deprecating has it worked? Has it am, helped to reduce your pride? I am less prideful now than I used to be. I, I think uh, gaining some weight and losing my hair helped with that as well. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know. Life, yeah, life, yeah, basically. Yeah. Age, parenting, perhaps. Yes. You know, marriage, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, the, the word, words definitely are powerful. And I know this like not, uh, with my self-talk, but also with, like, it's a gift that God has given me. I think that my ability to speak is one of the greatest gifts that he has given me. I, every time we do the spiritual gifts test, I get teaching as one of them, like mm. speaking on behalf of God, speaking um, and teaching people about God is one of the things that I love doing and has brought some fruit in my life and the life of the people that can hear. So I love that, but at the same time, 
I'm very, you know, very outgoing, very sarcastic, and I can, I've hurt people's feelings with my words, like mm-hmm. in some, in some pretty mm-hmm. real ways. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, speaking of conflict, I have to go approach them and apologize and have this conflict that we were talking about earlier. But there's definitely power, and that power can be used in either way. Absolutely. You see that, especially, you know, in parenting. So I want to give an example. You know, it's like our children definitely are are such a great reflection of our words, too. So when we use beautiful words with them, it can really build up and edify them and strengthen them and who they are in Christ. And then when we do the opposite and given temperaments, too, um, different temperaments are more prone to to have words hurt. Um, I found that people that have a like a strong sense of the vanity, which is that desire for human respect, when you say, golly, that was a stupid move, what they hear is, you're stupid, right? So those kind of things really impact a person. That that was me. That's, that's how I grew up hearing those things. Gosh, I mean, here... Uh, Paul and I will be married 29 years on on Sunday. So happy anniversary, baby! Oh, uh, happy I know it's pretty cool. I'm excited, but he's been telling me this for 20 years. Oh, wait, wait, 30 wait, wait, years. wait, 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 wait. What date? The 21st. Oh, 29 years. Y'all have been married four days longer than I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> I turned 29 on the 25th. Oh, Yay. <laughs> happy birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday, Gra- yeah. or happy anniversary, yeah. Grandma. <laughs> I remember that. Wow. Yeah. So he's been telling me, because I would I always turn around his words again, you know, to, to, because of my own personal sin or whatever. So words do matter how you speak to people. And so speak words of love. Always. I mean, I think about the way that Jesus spoke to to everyone. You brood of vipers. Yeah, I love that, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> mm. I know. It's really amazing. I love just reflecting on his heart and the way he did speak to his followers. Get behind me, Satan. Like, these are the words of Jesus that I that I connect with. <laughs> and more. Go ahead. And more, yeah. Oh, Thaddeus is trying to talk me. What's muted. the, uh, what point are you trying to make there? So there's one. Because there's an important point there. There is, and there is. Um, there is something about, and I've gotten into, to be fair, before I even answer that question, to be fair, most of the times that I get in trouble with my words, mine is not saying things like actually mean things. It's being sarcastic, saying things that I don't mean, and people taking me serious. Right. Uh, like a lot of times, like I'll use quotes from movies or whatever. I'll be sarcastic, just kind of like off the cuff, sarcastic things. And they like, you know, you talked about people with different dispositions. Sure. This is how I grew up. Me and all of my friends, how we showed that we love each other was sarcasm. Yeah. Like, and it's funny because people always like go to the root word of sarcasm. Oh, it's ripping of the flesh. And it's like that definition is true for a large sum of the population. It's not true for everybody. Like, just I know that from my experience. Right. Uh, one of my idols, Mark Hart, talks about he has a ministry of love through sarcasm. Like, that's he grew up with brothers and, and guy friends. Like, that's how they interacted. But then, like, I'm working with these young ladies at our office, and I say those same things. It doesn't work. No, like, it, it, it wouldn't it, work it, with it, me either. It, it tears them down. And then I feel terrible, right? Because I'm being, like, when I'm t- saying stuff like that, I am being me. And that's one of the things that I struggle with. It's like people are like, you need to stop being sarcastic. I'm like, that's asking me to stop having arms or something. Like that's a part of who I am. Right, right. That isn't necessarily 
bad in every situation, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it is bad in a lot of situations, right? Yeah. So it's essentially like it's been a struggle for me and people. Like I am learning a lot about the limiting myself on that, especially in certain situations with certain people, where I am improving in recognizing that my words are powerful in a negative sense. And then also being able to have these conversations whenever I have these one-on-one conversations, when people approach me with it and say, Hey, you said this, it hurt me. And then I'm like, I am so sorry. I apologize. It wasn't my intention. And then I like, especially with that person, but also with a lot of other people, I learned from everything. Right. Right. I, I'm more careful with my words and more words matter, you know? And I think like G- to answer your question, Thaddeus, Jesus does that same thing. He was so like, he matched his words to the situation. He was so, like, you know, with the woman at the well, he kind of snapped back at her. Uh, He's, you know, like, I read scripture differently than a lot of people do. You know, like, he's standing there with her, and, you know, uh, where's your husband? I don't have a husband. Yeah, I know you don't. You got five or six. You know, like, he's, he's very truthful, but he's not trying to condemn her in that moment. But then people come up, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, that are trying to trap him. They're trying to make him say something stupid. Get behind me, you brood of vipers. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mess with that, right? And we, we picture Jesus as the epitome of love because that's who he is. God is love and Jesus is God, right? Um, loving isn't all, isn't, doesn't mean care bears. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't mean soft. Like, he, like you think so of like, like a good father. A good father chastises out, sure. out of love, right? So you can chastise your children. You can chastise a close friend. Like if, if Thaddeus is doing something stupid... Like, I don't have to be Thaddeus, God loves you, you need to stop, you know, punching Dennis in the throat. You know, like in that moment, it requires a Thaddeus, stop! And like maybe even physically going over and breaking them apart, right? My words, I wasn't being soft, but I was being loving both to, both to Thaddeus and Dennis in that situation, mm-hmm, right? Absolutely. So finding that balance is, is hard, and that's how we grow in holiness. Yeah, because it goes back again to that definition of love is wanting the good of the other person for their good not not for you not so that they can be an instrument of what's like good for you but you actually want their good it's not being nice it's not being friendly it's not being sentimental it's not sentimentality yeah see i'm on the other end of that spectrum too because even if i were to tell it to, even if it is a truth i'm like oh but that's going to really hurt them and i don't want to hurt them i'm not saying it's easy to, no. to love i'm not saying it's easy to love it's hard right. but i'm saying but, it's important to understand what what it is and what it's not. Well, so Sister Raffaella had said one time on one of my other shows, I thought it was so beautiful, or maybe it's Sister, Sister Telly, that said, is it harmful or is it hurtful? There was a, There's a distinction there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it harmful? But, you know, before we go, because we are that close to the end of the show, we're talking, you, you said you really want to talk about balance and how you've managed to balance all of these words and truths. Yeah, so it, it's interesting because I actually did a little bit of homework. Uh, some of it, some of it on purpose. Some of it, you're just a lot better than you give yourself. Some of it by accident. I didn't do any homework in high school, so I got to do a little bit yeah, now. Okay, okay. Um, but the human formation, because you asked me to talk about it, and I was like, "What?" You know, like I don't know what that is, right? Um, but JP two uh, in the priestly formation added an emphasis on human formation. It used to just be theological, pastoral, and uh, spiritual. Right. And so he added this emphasis um, on human formation. And I thought that was really interesting because it's like, okay, if priests come out and they are spiritual, they are they're, they're, they, they know their stuff, 
but they don't have they're like they're not they don't know how to function as a human being. Like that's an odd thing. Like we've all probably met priests right, like that, and yeah. it's just kind of odd. Um, so the goal of this human formation is to form people, not just inform people. I thought that was really cool. That comes from that JP is too. really good. Um, He's such a good one, is he? But, but I, I think the balance is a lot of this stuff is the like at least for me how I've grown in my uh, and I'm I'm still I still struggle with it. I still hurt people with words. But like I think one of the big things is essentially how can I become the holier version of me? Mm. Like I don't think if Saint Taylor is going to be a thing. I am convinced that St. Taylor doesn't need to stop being sarcastic. Like other people can argue with me. <laughs> I, I, I still think that if, if I become a saint, I'm going to be funny. I'm going to mess with people like that's just, but I think I'll know better how to do that in a loving way and to not be, you know, yeah, harmful, the balance, right? the balance, uh, being, able, like being able to find that. And I think a lot of that comes with, with uh, just experience and like the one thing. So if, if you're listening today and you, struggle with your words, that's the one thing. But I know a lot of people, like the one thing that I can't stand as somebody who has hurt people with my words is when people don't follow this biblical thing, this biblical model. There have been multiple times where I, I say something hurtful to somebody at work. They go straight to my boss. Oh. Like that, that's going to make our relationship struggle more. And I'm going to, like, I'm not going to risk it anymore, especially at work. Yeah. I am going to just stop talking to you. Because I'm now now everything that I say to you is a risk, right? Right. If you come, to, there's one young lady, right when we met, I said something hurtful to her. To her, she confronted me about it. We are so close now because mm. she confronted me about it. So those are the two sides yeah. of it for me. Well, the one thing I want to to kind of wrap this up with is this has been very convicting to me, and you can probably quote it better than I can. But it's not what goes into a man's mouth, but what comes out that defiles. So true. What is born in your heart? And I think that the, the, the heart of that is, folks, let's get back to the sacraments, prayer, um, get closer to your Jesus, the triune God, know God the Father, know the Holy Spirit, know Jesus. And that kind of a, a sweetness and purity comes through. And you can be more of who you've been created to so that nothing can possibly come out that will defile I'll get there one day with your help. Well, we're all working on it, Taylor. I can't thank you enough, though, for um, coming and being on the show today. This is fun. It was fun. Thanks yeah, for having me. Loved it. Well, folks, I hope you have enjoyed this edition of Red Sea Roundup. Um, I am your host today, Pam Marvin. See you back in a couple of weeks. But until then, please go and love your neighbor. Rumors and talking. I-